0: To Lids and Daz. My name is Lydia. My name is Dara. And today we will be picking another topic out from our divine. Okay, ball. divine. Yeah, divine ball. Is it alliteration when the words are like be yeah,
1: me? Yeah, through that. And it's simulants when they're S's. Okay, simulants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, today is we will simple? be talking about mental health and well being. I keep bumping that. Mental health and well-being. I love this topic.
1: Really? I do. Then you kick us off. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I picked it out of the (laughs) book.
0: Hallelujah. Right. (laughs) As Christians, (laughs) do we talk about mental health enough. It's not the question I'm going to ask today, because it's always the generic question that I think people are always thinking is like, do we talk about mental health enough? Do we place enough weight on mental health and well-being? But do we even know what mental health and well-being is? What is it?
1: because <laughs> i don't know where we're going i
0: actually think i will go down the
1: route that i said i wasn't gonna go down <laughs> what is it
0: as christians do we not place enough and well-being like the importance of it and like the importance of acknowledging things like depression anxiety and things like that do you feel like we place enough
1: weight there uh i think it's uh uh I think that we often actually shift a lot of responsibility yeah. more than we necessarily need to. Like, for example, in my life, I do place a lot of weight on mental health. I mm-hmm. don't know if as a church on a conglomerate scale, we do. When you say weight, do you mean like power? Wait, when did I say weight? Just there. <laughs> you said <laughs> what? You, you place a lot of weight. On yeah, it. no, not not like power, but like. I do think about it often. And I do speak okay. about my mental health, like, for example, like to my family, to my friends, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, I don't think it's something that we need preachers to be standing up on the altar and speaking about mental health week in, week out, per se. But I feel like in our communities, it should not be a topic that is taboo. I don't know why it has been taboo, to be honest. I think to it's be honest. starting to
0: be less yeah, taboo. Yeah, like,
1: but I think that's just down to like, those who are starting the conversation. Because mm-hmm. the more we start the conversation, people are actually okay for it to occur. They're okay to chip in. But I don't think people are necessarily going to be like depression, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, this
0: amazing woman of God, I know, called Lisa. And she has this... Um, Talks. her talks are called in pursuit and that's the movement that she is doing and the first one that she did was focused on mental health and well-being and there was like the conversation was so deep we kind of dived into it and really developed more of an understanding in the church about what the weight that is placed there I think it's so important because the health of the mind and the inside like mental health and well-being is the health and well-being of what we cannot see but it it shows up in a form that is physical. So even though you can't see if someone's going through something inside there are ways you can tell because there's body languages there's shifts in behavior there's things like that and um, in my time in cheerleading I think it's like there's so much more like in everything you do there's so much you can take from it like sports uni yeah. in cheerleading um, I served for a period as the mental health and well-being officer and we had like course like a little course that we had to take um, before we could be that officer for our sports team and they kind of like highlighted different things that you can notice in a person if you need to speak to them and be like is everything okay and that's what I think in church like I almost wanted to start it in church like to be like oh should we have a mental health and well-being officer here because it's so important to keep an eye yeah. out for people like just kind of keep a constant lookout and it starts from relationships I think that was one of the key things I took from um Lisa's talk was about how it really starts with building bonds with people because you can't know if they've changed if you don't know how they are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's also easier to ask, like, check up on someone or notice something is off um, when you actually have that bond as well. Like, Mm -hmm. because I can't just be like to you, like, Lydia, are you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm fine. She's not fine. I'm like, tell me about it. You're like, why though? Like, I don't know you like that. And a lot of people, although a lot of people like to trauma dump, Not everyone does. So it's like, it's not everyone that I'm going to be looking to tell my problem to. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I think that's really, really deep about about knowing people as well. About being observant, because Mm -hmm. one thing I've learned in this life is that humans are selfish and it's not like unnecessarily like a terrible thing, but it's just how we are. We're very, very absorbed in our own lives and our own selves because that's all that we necessarily know. So like when it comes to other people, you need to step out of your own mind and start to think about, you know, someone else. So often like if Lydia is like, Acted somehow my first thought is oh my god what did i do i'm like <laughs> oh god what's going on but then if you actually take a step out of your own world for i don't mm. know one second you actually may realize that maybe she's been off or maybe something's happened do you understand so i think it's really really that um that selflessness when it comes to people in trying to understand them as well what you were saying as well about how like people's well-being shows in their physical, it's so, so important to be attentive to that. And also to have a lot of empathy for people. Um, that's where emotional intelligence starts, where you start to think, okay, maybe something is wrong with someone. Um, yeah, and just because they're angry, just because they're aggressive, just because they're not speaking, just because they're this, just because they're that, you know, they could not be okay. And even now, if they're smiling, if they're laughing, if they're, they could still not be okay. So it's really, really just, like, being attentive to people. That's what I do. My mom taught me well, because, <laughs> like, for every single thing, she would start thinking, like, she'd make up stories for people. Like, if the husband for our, of our neighbour has not come home for a long time, she'll start thinking, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not in hospital. Maybe he broke his leg. I hope that his mom is okay. Like, it's just, like, do you understand? Like, so even when I'm driving and someone, like, is being silly and like speeds in front of me, maybe the Russians hospital. So it's really, really that like empathy that you have for people. The more you build that up, the more that you'll be able to understand people um, and also open those discussions about mental health.
0: Yeah. And I think that the more you speak about things it's actually the less power you give it because I think people believe that the more we talk about mental health in the church or um, and place more of a weight there, the more power we are giving it. But I think that by actually having these conversations, it actually helps people overcome it because, first of all, the Bible says we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies. So knowing somebody's been through this, got over it, God helped them through it is like, we need to speak about this. Also, um, this verse that is always saying, confess your faults one to another and pray for each other that That you you may may be healed. healed. Because I think that sometimes we think with mental health and well-being, we don't need to talk about it and it's things we can get over ourselves. Or some people don't think it's deep enough to talk about, but it's like, these are deep issues because your mental, like the Bible literally talks about how guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows diligence because out of it flows the issues of life that shows the importance of your mind and your heart in the way that you act and the trajectory of your whole life as a whole so yeah yeah I think in church we need to talk about it more I think we like we do talk about things like this now a lot. I think we've started placing a lot more weight on mental health in the church and common times. I think there's other platforms and avenues where you're able to kind of hear about these things as Christians. Yeah. But I don't know, what can, like, I guess we do to kind of move the the modern, kind of open up those conversations, but open up the help for mental health and wellbeing issues?
1: um i think first we need compassion like we need actually like tender hearts towards people because i think that will actually help us to to realize it's a burden like mm-hmm. it's it's actually someone else's burden um and when you have that burden you all you want to do is you know find a way for it to be released so i think as well like having that compassionate heart um and really just just start, I don't know how to say just start in the conversation, just simple. Like actually caring about people, like asking how are you. In group settings as well, like it's not a crime. Um, often as well, people respond well if you start. So uh, that's, I do. that's why that's why like when I'm in like situations, I just start talking about random stories of my life, and people feel a lot more comfortable to open up. People don't want to feel like I'm just te- like talking and talking and talking about my situation. You're just gonna take it in and go home. Like people want to know that okay, there's something that we're sharing here. There's a reciprocal like sharing of I guess what we're going through, um, which will really really help people come out of it as well. I do think that although we've said that we speak about it more, I still think we do need to actually speak think about it. More. Like specifically in youth groups, like more, because it's something that a lot of people face, especially uni. COVID was the worst time like I've ever experienced in my life. But like mm. it's one of the ones where like we need to, we need to talk about those things because there are often patterns that we see. Yeah. The enemy is also gonna really want to attack the youth as well. Uh Either their bad tools. So just talk about that.
0: Yeah, and I think what you said about compassion is so key because I think a lot of the time in the church, the way we see it is, there's a problem, find the solution. There's a problem, yeah. sort it, sort it. When it comes to mental health and, and well-being, these things take time. They take yeah. a lot more than, um, okay, you've told me now that you're going through depression or you've told me that you face anxiety or yeah. this or the next thing. Like, it is so much more than, okay, I'm just going to pray Happiness, joy into your life. The joy of the, <laughs> the Lord is your strength. Or anxiety, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, um, what is it? Be anxious for nothing. Yeah. It's, it's so much more. What you said about time, knowing also that you're not alone. That's why the importance of, there's the importance of speaking up. Because I feel like a lot of people, more than we know, Go through mental health and well being issues, yeah. then and just don't talk about it. Yeah. They don't tell people, I went through this, and that's it. So, a lot of the time, I think the biggest um problem is that people feel alone and they feel like there's nobody that understands them and that thing about compassion and empathy is meeting people where they are it's not about being like come here come here get to the joy get over this thing like it's yeah it's about like coming into their situation sitting there with them listening to them but even at that know that you have the capacity to hold it because mental health and well-being it's a weighty matter it's not just something that you um you ask somebody like you've been noticing tendencies in somebody that maybe they that point to depression and you just go and ask them and start having a conversation with them then you start feeling yourself weighing down you should know if you can be equipped for those things and if not there are people who are professional and like you have to point them towards people who can actually help so don't also offer help
1: when you can't give it yeah I agree with you. And I feel like practical solutions, like I just got to find the balance, guys. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to like practical solutions and mm-hmm. also spiritual like solutions as well, always take it to the place of prayer because yeah. there's always a bigger agenda the enemy is trying to push. So it's it's that awareness. But also not forgetting that like Elijah, bless his heart, suicidal. God was like, eat, sleep my angel will watch over you, you'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? So I think practical solutions as well are so important. That's why, like, therapy, like, counselling, yeah. they're not terrible things. Like, it doesn't mean that you have no faith. It means that you are hand in hand with prayer, hand in hand with your faith in God trusted him for, you know, a breakthrough in your life. You can still seek practical things. A lot of issues are solved just by talking, um, when we don't talk enough, is when a lot of things are concealed, and it now weighs on one person. Yeah, when the burden can definitely be shared.
0: Literally, I think th- that's exactly what you said. Therapy is like the hospital for like mental health and well being, like mental wellbeing and things like that. Like yeah. I literally feel like if people placed enough. You know, weight on their minds and their hearts, like they do on their legs and their hands and things. Because we ourselves we can't see our minds. But when you talk to any doctor or anybody that does biology, the other day our pastor was showing us the anatomy of the brain. (laughs) Yeah, the humculus. My brain was hurting whilst he was talking about (laughs) it. I was sat there like, what? Like even that time that you were talking about something, something membrane that one was it that one
1: it was just a membrane I like, was sat there
0: like <laughs> like but the thing is like we don't know how much like these things have a huge impact when you hear how much the brain is responsible for yeah like you know even um I think there was somebody I was talking to it was probably my brother was literally talking about how you can make yourself sick from your mind like yeah. you can if somebody tells you you've got a terminal illness and you believe it in your mind you can literally get the illness even if you didn't have it yeah like your mind is powerful so yeah having those conversations but looking for people's looking at people's actions as well and educating ourselves is something i think as a church we need to do more because people take up professions in um hospitals law and all these things so it's like but and there's a reason for it like you can be a christian and be a lawyer you can be a christian and be a doctor you can be a christian and learn about mental health and use that in the body of christ to
1: help people yeah
0: Any last points on mental health, well-being?
1: I think as well, take time to learn yourself Mm. as well. Cause as much as you want to like learn other people, sometimes you don't actually realize that you're slipping until someone is like, hey, (laughs) you're all right? Like what's going on? So taking time to learn yourself, understand yourself as well. Um, Yeah, what makes you tick, but also the first signs of deterioration. If your room is a mess, maybe your mind is a mess sort that out, you understand? So yeah, really, really be on top of, of your own self as well. Um, Even though I did say people are selfish. um, That was one of my whole points. But yeah, it's really, really important. Don't neglect uh, the first size, even in yourself.
0: Yeah. And I think lastly, to end on this topic as well, is knowing that you can get out of it. Like, I think One thing we like to do a lot in, I guess, modern times is acknowledge issues, but also not point to solutions. As much as you don't want to say, like, um, uh, come out, come out of depression, come out, come out of anxiety. You still do want to let people know there is a door, there is an exit out of these problems, like there are solutions. So not sitting and acknowledging these things and feeling like they have power. There's nothing that has power over God. So at the end of the day. You know, you will get out of it. You overcome it. Hallelujah. And if you have overcome it, testify about it. Because you don't even know (laughs) you can help somebody drastically. You know? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm on a worship vibe, actually. Okay,
1: worship vibe.
0: Yeah. Like, we've been doing our part, you know, (laughs) boots and cats. But I'm going back on the worship, guys. And I'm going to recommend another song I heard in Germany that Darren Nguyen didn't tell me about. What is it? Oh, there's actually a story. The German one.
1: (laughs) Please tell the story.
0: So for this, let me put you on. It's, It's a deep one. Oh, God. So we were in Germany for the Yaya camp if you don't know get to know and i was stood there was a german band that was singing and they were singing this song and the entire time they were singing i was singing along or so i thought and then towards the end of the song i realized that they were not singing in
1: english i was sitting down yeah she was standing up like worshiping <laughs> like, yeah. and i knew the song in english but i didn't know it in german, so i was just sitting down mm-hmm. it Just turned to me when they got to the end <laughs> bear in mind they were singing holy but they said howly or something like i think that. they were singing highly like i just like, Hiley. Oh, Hiley. She turned around to me She said This isn't in English I was like no it's not She was fully in like, her I zone I fully was
0: singing some sort of lyrics <laughs> Now that I know the song it's actually a little bit funny But Sha, it's, it's Holy Forever by Bethel Music Lovely song and Jen Johnson It's a really really nice song I do want to really hear it in nice. German again though Because it did slap Hiley. Yes but listen in English please <laughs> If you speak English but thank you so much for joining us this week. Once again, I have been Lydia. I have been Dara. And we <laughs> shall continue to be in the name of Jesus.
1: Lids. A Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Bye. Bye.